I'm going to start off on the same place that I'm, I'm landing today. And I have um, a few things here. I just I want us to stay in this spirit. I want us to stay in listening in tune with what God is speaking to us this morning. Um, even as I'm speaking, he's going to be speaking things to you individually. He's going to be speaking things to you personally, things about your heart, things about um, your relationship with him. And so I want to encourage you uh, to have your, your heart and your, your, um, your ears open to receive his words this morning. And he speaks to you. He speaks uniquely to each and every one of you. And he's going to be ministering to places of your heart. There's going to be transformational change this morning. And I, and I believe for each and every one of you, there's a specific place that he wants to bring his love, his hope, his joy to different places uh, of, of uniquely you. Yes. And so that he can come in and bring healing, transformation, and then together, partnered with him, that you can go out and change the world. Colossians 3, 14. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on heavenly realities. When Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden in Christ, in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed... To the whole world, you share in all of his glory. Keep your sights on heavenly realities where Christ sits. When Christ ascended and sat down at the right hand of the Father, do you know where you sat down? You sat down at the right hand of the Father with him. In the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, he made himself one with you so that you could have access to everything that Jesus has access to. That's good news. So that when you're having an earthly reality, you can live out of a heavenly reality. That when you have a earthly identity, you can more powerfully act out of your kingdom identity. You are powerful. And I want to release things this morning that are going to energize you with that divine power to be able to minister to the world. And each of you has an influence. Each of you has people within your sphere, within your family, within your, your, your area to be able to release the love of God too. And moreover, you have the ability from your position in a kingdom identity, a kingdom reality, a heavenly place to be able to release heaven to earth. You have the ability in you to be able to change things around you just by releasing where you sat down. There is no striving in his love. We are not fighting for his affection. We are not fighting for our position. We are not fighting for our security. We are not fighting, but we sat down in victory. 
Not because of what we've done, but because of the one that has done it for us. A new covenant, a better covenant. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, making a covenant connection that can never be taken, that it can never be broken, that can never be separated. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. You don't have to worry about your position in the kingdom when your position can never be taken from you. You don't have to worry about your affection when the fullness of love said, come and be with me forever. And I'm not just talking in a salvation sense. I'm talking in the fact that he wants to be fully connected with you in an intimate relationship right now. Right now. He wants to be connected with you. He wants to be connected with your thoughts. He wants to be on the, on, the, on the cusp of everything that you're doing, every thought that you have. He wants to be right there, partnered alongside of you. Jesus said, it's better that I go so that the helper can come, the comforter can come. How many of us need help and comfort in this life? You have a helper. You have a comforter. You have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you in the fullness that Christ had it. It's just all about us activating that and living out of that place. And I'm going to give us some keys today of being able to choose that place, choose that position. I believe that heaven endorses choices, that we have the opportunity to be able to align with what God is doing. And it's powerful for us to be able to align with what God is doing because in those choices, in those weapons of warfare, we have power out of that position. And that position is victory. That position is the fullness of what Christ came to give you. Let's stand for just a moment. Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that we become aware of our connection. We become aware of our position and our place with you. I, I've, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that there is just an opening up, just a peeling back of, of the veil of our understanding right now in the name of Jesus, and that, that you would just reveal to each and every one the, the power that is in with inside of them, the power in their relationship, their connection with you. Father, I ask for the... the the, the spirit of revelation, the testimony of Jesus to be in this room today. Yes. Active and alive today, right now, the power activating in each and every believer. I thank you that each and every single person in here right now has the manifest power of Christ in them and that they can move out of that active, living grace. Jesus, empower them empower their thoughts. Father, I thank you that you have brought us a helper in the Holy Spirit. Wow. Help us. Help us to be with you. Wow. To understand that we're already partnered with you in the greatest way possible. Give us a heavenly reality this morning and awaken us as we awaken the world. In Jesus' name, amen.
my <laughs> they're awakened they're ready to go you guys are fired up I love it you're with me I can feel it Amen. quick side note um, this past week my, my, uh, my nana my grandma who is 95 years old passed away she went to be with Jesus and I think it's pretty amazing that on the week of her passing that her youngest grandson is in a pulpit proclaiming the name of Jesus. What a legacy to be able to have. What a legacy to be able to leave behind is to have generations that go out after you proclaiming the name of Jesus. Leading others in the ability to be able to walk that out and do that for their generations that come after them. She would, uh, even, even as she was sick, she would listen to my sermons. She had the ability through the podcast um, and through online services and streaming to be able to listen. And it's just so awesome to know that right now she has a front row seat. I want to do one thing left before hopping into this. And I just, I want to just bless uh, the streaming. I want to bless the individuals that are watching, that are listening right now. I just uh, speak and release a prophetic word over you um, that, that Jesus is with you right now, right where you're at. This is, yeah. this is more reality than, than uh, you may be ready for, but the, the King is with you. And uh, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just bless the online and streaming ministry yeah. to continue to grow and to continue to reach individuals around the world. And I just thank you, Father, that you are reaching hearts, transforming people, and changing minds um, through, through methods of being able to reach them. We love you. We thank you so much. I grew up as a surfer on the coast of California, and uh, I'm a California boy. <laughs> And I loved, I loved waking early, uh, up early in the morning and uh, getting my big red eight-foot surfboard with a single fin and strapping it to my 1970 Volkswagen Beetle. I was sold out into this, friends. <laughs> um, I, loved, I loved getting it and, and getting out to the beach early and uh, getting my wetsuit on because that water is so cold. They lie to you through the movies when they're just in their, in their board shorts, hanging 10 on the, on the front of that nose. Um, it is probably about 50 degrees, and it is cold. So we, uh, so we would get down to the, to the beach, and, and we'd start to um, paddle out into these waves. Um, these breaking waves are coming over you, and you're fighting. You're, you're, you're getting out to this place. Um, in the, the very end of where the waves start to break is called the lineup. It's where you wait with all the other surfers to have your turn to be able to surf. And what I would do in that place, and what, what every surfer does, is they watch for the waves. And they're, they're very careful about what waves they choose. They're very careful about what waves they take. And a lot of times... Um, you know, set, uh, waves come in sets, and so you, you watch, you, you wait out in the lineup, which is so peaceful and so amazing. You're just sitting on your board out in the middle of, of nature, and it's beautiful, um, and you, you see these waves, these sets start coming in, and you're like, okay, I know this is my time. I'm ready to surf this wave. 
And so you position yourself. You see the wave coming, and you, you turn your board and position yourself into this wave. And so I see this wave is coming, and I'm going to start paddling because I've got to get up to speed with this wave, and I'm going to paddle, and I'm going to paddle, and I'm going to paddle. And then the wave starts to roll over you, and as you start to get up onto the lip of this wave, you have this moment where you can decide right there, I can either ride this wave or I can let this wave pass me. You can kind of just pull out of the wave and you can let the wave continue to roll past you or you can continue to, or you can, or you can hop up and you can start riding the wave. Our thought life is commonly like this. We have through circumstances, sets of thoughts that start to wash over us when we get into the middle of a circumstance. And we have an opportunity to paddle and position ourselves into those thoughts, good or bad, fear or love. And so the waves start to come and we have an opportunity that, that when we... When we the thoughts come into our mind and we start to sense um, what this thought or this wave is going to be and we have an opportunity right in that moment. I'm going to either agree and align with this wave or I'm going to just pull right back out of it. And so I want us to, through, as I said, our, our power, our position, our activation in, in who we are in Christ to be able to say, this is, you know, to, to sense the negative thoughts, the influences of the enemy, the influences of fear, to recognize those waves of thought and to be able to say, I'm not going to take that wave. When that wave comes, I'm not going to take that wave. I'm not going to ride that wave. Because when we ride those waves, it can, it can quickly spiral, can't it? It can, it can quickly spiral into something that's so much deeper but I have good news for you. We have weapons of warfare. We have weapons of warfare that God gives us to be able to align ourselves with those thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10.3, I'm reading out of the New Revised Standard Version. Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians laid out these weapons of warfare to empower the church who was submerged in a culture of philosophies, ideals, and values of ancient Greece. The arcane practices, the black magic, they had a lot going on. This was an emerging church. 2 Corinthians 10.3 says, Indeed, we live as human beings. But we do not wage war according to human standards. Or another version says, with, with human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. The skill set that you possess, the weapons of your warfare that you possess are not merely human. But they are infused with divine power to destroy, dismantle, and obliterate strongholds of the enemy. Paul said, take every thought captive. He said, we destroy arguments, dismantle arguments that other people hide behind. And in every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God or the nature of God, we take every thought captive to obey Christ. 
So we have an ability to be able to recognize as we spend time with God, as we spend time in an intimate connection with him in a relationship, when we hear his voice, when we spend time in his presence, we get to know his nature. And we know what's of him and what's not of him. We know what's of love and what's of fear. And so we have an ability to take every thought captive and submit it to Christ. For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. That divine power is beyond human help. Human abilities and through Christ is what you have access to. My help comes from him. Your help comes from him. He's given you access to his power, his help, his strategy, his understanding, his insight. In every situation, in every circumstance, you have access to the kingdom reality and God's original intent for what he purposed that thing to do. You will go through things in life, but wouldn't it be so great if you had the person that knew the most about that situation to give you insight, wisdom, and revelation so that you're not overcome by that scary situation, but you can actually align yourself, position yourself so that when that wave comes, I already know where my help comes from. The enemy comes to seek, kill, and destroy. But God has given you a help. He has given you strategy and wisdom and revelation so that you can take every thought of the enemy who speaks those words of fear and bring them into submission. We're going to do a little bit of uh, audience participation in this next bit. How many people have a mailbox? That's a, that's a good number right there, John. How many people go down to your mailbox, you open up your mailbox, and for every single letter, you open it and sign up for every single thing that, that you get through the mail? Not as many hands on that one. I want you to start thinking about your thought life, your thought process as your mailbox. The voice of God is, is sending you messages into that mailbox. And it's important for us to start recognizing the junk mail. You can take those, you can, you, even sometimes just in recognizing the address that's on that letter... You can just say, mm, this is junk. I'm going to separate this quick. So I, I want us to start thinking about our thought life in that same way so that when you have those influences that start to speak to you, say, mm, this isn't the nature of God. I'm going to just slide that right over into the trash. This isn't of him. This isn't my portion. This doesn't belong to me. I'm going to just dunk this right now. We need to make choices. We need to tear down established strongholds of the enemy that have grown into our culture through the influence that, that 
that we have this, um, that have grown into the, the culture through, through a negative influence. Um, we have a power and an influence in the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you another story. And that's about a Christmas ham. A wife and her husband were preparing to have the in-laws over. And they were making Christmas ham. And while in preparation, the wife cuts the ham in half and she places it into the oven. And the husband looks a little puzzled and he says, why did you cut it in half before putting that in the oven? Well, she said, it's just the way that I've always done it. It's the way that my mom's always done it. And so when the, uh, the mom came over for Christmas dinner, um, the wife asked her and said, Mom, why did you always cut the ham in half before placing it into the oven? Well, that's the way that I've always done it. My mom's always done it like that. When I was a kid, I'd watch my mom make a ham, and that's the way that she's always done it. So the wife and the husband went to ask the grandmother, and they said, Grandma, why did you cut the ham in half before putting it into the oven? And she said, well... I didn't have that big of an oven. And so I just cut the ham in half. (laughs) Sometimes a lesser reality tries to exalt itself over the knowledge and the power of God. A smaller capacity tries to exalt itself over the knowledge and the power of God. We have ideals that have grown within to our culture that try to exalt themselves over the power and the knowledge of God. And it's up to us to be that representation to the world of what that value is. We affect change by demonstrating the kingdom. Reformers ask questions and seek God for his truth. Hungry people Ask God, seeking him. God, what is it? What's your strategy in this? And how can I affect change? Not only in my thought life, but in in those that are around me. How can I bring about change? (laughs) Second Timothy 1.7 says that God did not give us a spirit of fear but a power and a sound mind. It's not your portion. It doesn't belong to you. Fear doesn't belong to you. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You have a divine connection, a divine nature, a new nature because of what Christ has done. You you sat down at the right hand of the Father and now have access to a new nature. Fear is not your portion. So when those thoughts come or those ideals from culture come, I know a a heavenly reality that is greater than that ideal. When when, When sickness, which doesn't exist in heaven, presents itself over the nature of God and we release healing into a culture. See, it's trying to exalt itself over the power and the nature of God, but you have a heavenly reality 
And when you lay your hands on something, the, the power of a, of a greater kingdom exalts itself over the lesser kingdom, the lesser reality. Sickness cannot exist in heaven. So from your position in heavenly places, from heaven to earth, you are releasing a greater reality. When you walk in healing, and it's all war. Prophecy is war. Prayer is war. You are releasing weapons of your warfare from a place of position of knowing who you are in Christ and releasing that to a lesser reality. God has given you position and power over principalities, of strongholds. What you have has the ability to be able to dismantle and tear down strongholds. Strongholds are areas where the enemy has has found rest, has found encampment. That's a military term. Where they have the ability to be able to set up camp And you, empowered by Christ, have the ability to walk into that camp and say, no more. It can't exist. Because a greater reality is now exalting itself over a lesser reality. A greater authority is exerting itself over a lesser authority. And you have that victory because of what Christ has done. So what we believe can often determine our behavior. What we believe about ourselves, what we believe about other people can often come out as what we say or how we behave or how we respond. So having assurance and knowing who you are can determine how you behave, how you believe, how you act, how you respond. If, if I have a, a lesser reality or a, or a lesser idea of who I am, if I have an insecurity in who I am or who God has created me to be, then how I act and how I behave is going to come out of that place. But if I am confident and I, and I walk with boldness, knowing who he has created me to be, I have the ability to walk into every situation with confidence, knowing that the power of God, that the, that the demonstration of love, because please help me to help you to understand that, and, and, and Paul lays it out, that our weapons are not against people. Even the values, the ideals that they carry are not them. Just because you receive some junk mail in your, in your mailbox does not mean that that belongs to you. So we wage no, war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And, and, the, and the, the demonstration of love can exalt itself in that area and change an ideal that that culture has because of its, its a greater reality. So we demonstrate through joy. We demonstrate through love. We demonstrate through the fruits of the Spirit. And when we walk in those things, that shifts the mindset of that culture. There were so many times that Jesus walked and performed miracles and they started to catch up and say, this is the Christ. I believe the Father 
wants to bring healing to lies that we believed and release the truth about his identity this morning. Things that we've aligned ourselves with, thoughts that we've aligned ourselves with. And I, I, I could venture to guess that as I've been speaking, there's been things that have been even stirring and just saying, oh man, I can't believe that I thought that. Or, or that I've gone through that situation and that's how I acted. But that God wants to bring a greater reality into who you are and who he is so that we can grow together. I want to say this. I used to hate testing at school. I did. Oh man, I would freeze up, lock up every single time. And I'd get so nervous. You know it. My mom's here. She knows it. (laughs) I hated test taking because I felt that no matter how much I studied, how much I practiced, I was always going to fall short. I was always gonna, I wasn't, I was gonna fail. And testing, somebody shared this with me as a, as a very healthy way to understand testing. Testing isn't about the student and what the student knows. It's about the teacher and being able to deliver that understanding to them so that they have the ability to be able to grasp the material, so that when you walk into a a testing area of your life, it's not reflected on you failing. It's an opportunity for God to be able to grow you in that area. He gets an opportunity to be able to say, son, daughter, this is a place that we get to grow together. And that changes the whole Vision right there. Because God wants to partner with us. It's not that we're alone in this. It's not that I'm, you know, you don't, I don't have to worry about looking at somebody else's paper or, or something like that. Like, I'm not alone sitting in that desk by myself, you know, taking that test. But I actually have somebody that's over my shoulder giving me the answers. I have somebody that's with me. Hey, remember when we did this? That's the answer. I'm the answer. And I'm here right with you right now. And so I believe that that he wants to shift things in our understanding in the way that we operate out of a place of, of his love, of our thoughts and how he can come and interject into them. Come on, Father. So what I want to do is just allow space for the Holy Spirit to to minister right now. (laughs) So if you want to, just right where you're at, I want you to just close your eyes and hold out your hands. Wow. And I want you to just connect with God in a really real place right now. As I said this morning, that he's going to connect with you and that he's with you and he wants to see your best. He believes in you. But I want to I ask him questions right now because I believe that he wants to bring healing and transformation.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're here right now. So I want you to ask him, Father, what lie am I believing about my identity? What are the thoughts that I've aligned myself? And I'm just allowing the Holy Spirit in this place to be able to minister to your hearts. Because he's bringing these things up. He's bringing these things up because he wants to heal these things. He wants to transform these things. And so now that you have and are able to recognize the thought patterns or the identity, I want you to just ask, Father, what is it instead of this negative thing that I'm believing right now, what is it that you want me to know about your truth, about your love, about my identity, about how you call me, about my purposes with you? You are created as a co-heir of heaven and contain the keys to unlock revelation. You are valuable. You are loved and contain love. You know how to shift atmospheres in your family and your workplace. Your personality and giftings are amazing. You know how to learn and grow and are always gaining strength and understanding. You are designed and created for greatness. And you are changing the world right now. I want you to just connect with him and let his love fill your hearts. want him to just fill you with his love right now and minister to every piece of you and so that you can hold on to have access and understand who you are because who you're created to be is great Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and read Colossians 3 again. Since you have been raised to new life in Christ, set your sights on heavenly realities where Christ sits at the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you have died to this life, 
and your real life is hidden in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. Seek the things above. Set your sights, your mind on the realities of heaven. Who he says you are. Demonstrating the kingdom from heaven to earth. We have overcome ideals, values, and world systems by just the power of who you are. Fill yourself with love and the thoughts of God to become the representation of God to this world, demolishing strongholds of the enemy, standing strong in your victory, and being a light to the world. See, when you are who God created you to be, you're right in his will. Who he designed and created you to be. You're about your father's business. You're demonstrating the kingdom. You're overcoming the works of the enemy by moving in the fullness that he created you to walk in. And you demonstrate that to the world. Remember Paul's encouragement, again, to the Corinthians, for the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but have divine power, divine energy to destroy strongholds. And that power is beyond human abilities. And through Christ, it's what you have access to. When the enemy wants to present speculations and deceptions above the nature of God, You have divine power to dismantle those. I would encourage you to choose your thoughts. Choose the things that God is speaking to you, rather. Allow him into the conversation. Because when you include God in the conversation, all your options change. When you come to God and inquire of him, David is a perfect example of this. So many times that he engaged God in his battles, engaged God in the process. God, what is it that you want me to do? I remember the, the, the specific one, Ziklag, when, when he felt like everything was against him. He grabbed the ephod, which is worn by the high priest, and he grabbed it and he inquired of the Lord. I think there's something like nine times where David inquired of the Lord. And the basis of this relationship was from, from a small shepherd boy that was out in the field. And he was learning in that place to be able, and, and he knew it. If God gave me victory over the lions and the bears, I can most certainly slay these giants. And God will walk through you in some of those quiet places and bring you on a journey And I believe that he empowers you in every situation to be able to walk in divine authority and divine power to overcome and conquer every situation. And that's exactly what David did. He did that with the lion and the bear. He did that with Goliath. And he also did that at Ziklag when he felt like everything was against him. He grabbed that ephod and he inquired of the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? And he said these words, pursue, overtake, and recover all. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. You have an inheritance 
in this land. You have an inheritance in your area of influence. You have an inheritance in this city. You have an inheritance in what God is calling you and purposed you to do. Align yourself with the thoughts of God. Create new options for yourself. Pursue, overtake, and recover all. I am a hungry individual. And I am hungry for the thoughts of God. Because I've lived too much of my life with my own thoughts. Or with the, own, my own, or the influences of the enemy. And I'm not going back there. I'm not. And you don't have to either. You can pursue, overtake, and recover all. You can walk in the fullness of what God has created and purposed you to do. You can walk in the promises. So that when you're feeling down, you can take those, those prophecies, those promises, the authority that God has placed inside of those things, and you can listen to them. God, I'm feeling down right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to your words, your prophecies, your promises, and I'm going to fill myself with your spirit and your word, and then I'm going to apply them to my life. I'm going to apply them to my situation and I'm going to apply them to my circumstances and I'm going to pull on the things of heaven and demonstrate them here on earth. I'm going to pull on the strategies, the wisdom, the understanding because that's really what it is. The Holy Spirit aligns with us to be our helper so that we can take the things of God, the understandings. You know, His ways aren't our ways. Sorry, we're in a new covenant. We have aligned our thinking, our purpose, our plans with the knowledge of God, his strategies, his wisdom. He is the general over your battle. He is the one that is releasing the strategies and wisdoms for you to be able to walk out into that battlefield with confidence and knowing that heaven is going before you. That God has made a way. It's the goodness of God that leads us into that transformational power. It is the goodness of God. Amen. Believing in the goodness of God is the beginning to a lifestyle of miracles. Amen. Believing in that he is better than my circumstance. He is better than what is happening right now. He's better than the thoughts that are coming into my head and the wave sets that are coming at me, the thought patterns that are coming at me right now, and I can dismiss them and I can ride the wave of God. Amen. And I can do exactly what my father has called me to do because he has provided everything for me to do it. He is your provider. He is your security. He is everything. He is everything. Catherine Coleman said, please don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all I have. She was so reliant on the Holy Spirit for her meetings and changed so many so many miracles, so many signs, so many wonders through her ministry. She said, please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all I have. She was so reliant. So the more that we press into that place of intimacy, the more that we will walk in the strategies of God, the more that you spend time in his presence, understanding and hearing his voice over you, knowing the character and the nature of who he is, the more you'll be able to dismiss the thoughts, the influences of the enemy. You are powerful. You are strong and getting even stronger. Some may say this world is dark, but it's getting lighter. 
because of the transformational power of the Holy Spirit through you, partnered with you, partnered with you, you right where you are, right at your job, right in the grocery store, at the DMV. You have something that is alive on the inside of you. A connection that can never be taken away, never be severed, never be lost. And it is actively pursuing those around you. The kingdom spilling out on you. So that you have an understanding that when I walk into a situation or I walk into a circumstance, that the, that the power and the knowledge of God is right here with me. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's go ahead and stand. I believe something is about to break loose. I believe that transformational power is about to come upon you. I believe the fire of the Holy Spirit is in this room. The power, the knowledge of God that is being activated into your life right now. That you are able to, through the power of the Holy Spirit, overcome every obstacle, every stronghold. Wow. So I want you to just hold out your hands right now. I'm thinking about Pentecost. I said in Pentecost, they were all in one place. Guess what? You're all in one place. I said, stay in the city until power comes upon you. <laughs> Guess what? Power's come upon you. Holy Spirit, I just ask right now for release in this room. Release in this room for an understanding and a knowledge and a wisdom of how powerful these individuals are when they are partnered with you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for an infilling of your Holy Spirit into an authority that they have never seen before. Father, I ask for a power to be released into this room that they've never walked in before. God, I ask for an ignition of the Holy Spirit that lights them on fire right now. The infilling of the Holy Spirit Wow. More. (laughs) More. 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 Fire of God. Fill them. Fill them. I bless you as you go out today as you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, alive in Christ, in the knowledge of who he has created you and purposed you to be, I bless you with every blessing that Jesus has because that is exactly what he came to give you. Don't worry about being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Be heavenly minded so that you are the earthly best. Be so heavenly minded and filled with his spirit that when you walk into the room, all the other authorities come under the one authority and that is Christ. Every knee shall bow. And that is is including every principality and power. 
And I thank you that the blood of Jesus is alive in each one of these believers. The Holy Spirit has filled them to do your wonders and your miracles. Fill them with your hope and your courage and release an awakening that this city is so hungry for. In the name of Jesus, amen.